Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Bradley Thompson here, and we are back with another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. Another day, and we are podcasting once again. This time, because it's still a quarantine situation going on in the world, um, we are doing this over Zoom. We're doing this over the internet. Uh, and also the person that we're going to be having on the podcast today is on the other side of the country. So that is just how it goes sometimes. Um, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about DigiHype Media. DigiHype Media is a local digital marketing company that is based in Mississauga, Ontario. And they do everything from social media marketing to SEO to website design. So if you need to get your business notice online, make sure you check out digihypemedia.ca for more. That's D-I-G-I-H-Y-P-E-M-E-D-I-A.ca. All right, so we are back with another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 54. We're getting up there to the high numbers, guys. Um, but yeah, today's episode was a lot of fun to record. Um, it's like we're family. It's like we're cousins or something. Um, but yeah, today I was uh, recording with this awesome guy um, that I know so well. And he was on the other side of the country because that's where he lives now. Um, so we were recording over Zoom because that's the new normal. That's how it is nowadays. Uh, but yeah, it was a fantastic conversation. We talk a lot about art. We talk a lot about the creative field, how somebody can get started in art, how somebody can really get into the world of art because you know there's a lot of stigmas around art, like artists not being able to make money, all this sort of stuff. And I've talked about this with other artists in the past, but people do it it's like in any field people say the field of dance is impossible to you know become a professional at i've sat down with professional dancers before on this podcast so every single field people have these stigmas they have these um stereotypes that oh you're not going to make any money in it it's impossible to make money in it it's impossible to even have a career in that field this should be a hobby you hear that stuff all the time, especially when it comes to creative fields, which I don't understand because creative fields are some of the most amazing fields out there. They, you know, they change the world, whether it's art, music, comedy. Um, so, yeah, Riley Garcia is on the podcast today and he is crushing it in the animation field, the illustration field. Um, he is a fantastic artist. I remember on his lunch breaks back in the day. A few years ago, when he was living in the GTA, he would just paint at lunch. He would paint, you know, when he was in school and stuff like that, just to practice. And that is just showing dedication to the field, trying to get better. And his art was amazing back then, and it's even better now. Um, but yeah, he's done some amazing things over the years. He was on currently one of my favorite shows of all time, animation, um, animator for that show, Rick and Morty. He basically got me into that show. I've never watched Rick and Morty before he was on it. Then he's just like, you need to watch this show. You know, this is the show that I'm doing. I'm just like, you know what? I've heard really good things about it. And I did not watch it until I actually visited him in Vancouver. And, you know, we started watching. It. I'm just like, you know what? This is arguably one of the greatest shows of all time. And now I am a diehard Rick and Morty fan. Uh, Pickle Rick, Citadel of Rick, whatever you want to talk about, I got you. Okay. 
I am Rick and Morty diehard fan now, okay? But yeah, other than that, he is doing some amazing projects, one of them being a children's book. And he is illust he illustrated this children's book. It's amazing. Um, and it's very interesting to hear the process behind, you know, becoming an illustrator for a children's book. Because when you think about children's books, even just authors in general, you always just hear about the author. You never really hear about the illustrator. But especially when it comes to children's book, the illustrator is one of the most important parts of the children book process, right? You can't have a children's book without illustrations because some kids, you know, they don't read, you know, some kids, they're not at the level of reading the entire book. Some parents are just reading the book to them. So the pictures play an important role of telling the story, whatever story it is. So it's very interesting to hear his uh, experience with that. And then just hear his experience with art in general, his art journey, and just the illustration journey. So this was a really fun conversation. His name's Riley Garcia. Make sure you check him out on Instagram. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him all over the web, but mostly Instagram. I would say check him out there. Okay, his name on Instagram is Riley Garcia. R-Y-L-E-Y -E Garcia. G-A-R-C-I-A. Okay. But other than that, without further ado, we are going to hop into episode number 54. This is another fun one. If you're into art, if you're into a creative field, if you want to learn something new, if you want to grow your skills, this episode is for you. We're hopping into it right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Bradley Thompson here, and we are back with another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. Today, I am here with Riley Garcia. Riley, welcome. Hello. Virtual welcome. Thank you for Hello. joining me today. Thank um, you. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. It's like we're family. Um, and <laughs> it's like we're family. Um, but yeah, you're on the other side of Canada doing great things. Um, but yeah, I'm excited that I'm able to have you on. Um, I'm, I'm forcing people to come on like yourself that I've wanted to come on because now they have no excuse during this pandemic. So <laughs> it's just, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. Um, cool. So what's up? What's, what's going on with your life? Tell me a little bit about yourself. I don't know you that well. Um, what's up? Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I, I put you on to go to sleep every night. Good, good. Yeah. Definitely puts uh, people to sleep. <laughs> um, well, I'm a, I'm like, I'm an illustrator and uh, an animation artist. So mm -hmm. I work in the animation industry, doing uh, things like backgrounds, concept art, character mm -hmm. design. Um, I was just working at a studio called Atomic on mm -hmm. a 3D show as a, a 3D designer. Uh, I can't really say the name of the show, but yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Has something to do with superheroes, I'll say that much. It's great, love it. And actually, uh, in April, I just finished uh, illustrating my first uh, children's book. It's a, it's a Christmas book, so that's something awesome. to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, how long have you been doing illustration? What, when did you get into art? Just art in general, illustration, and then sort of branching into animation. Well, like like my brother, like we we've, we've been drawing since we were kids. Yeah. Um, in high school, towards the end of high school, I, I kind of wanted to get into like animation and stuff, but I never thought I could do it. So I mm -hmm. kind of picked a different route. I'm like, I'll do architecture instead because it's, 
it's yeah. kind of artsy and a little bit more possible, I guess, which is yeah. like totally backwards. So then I, yeah, I studied, I actually have a degree in architecture from the University of Toronto. Yeah. And then when I graduated, I decided this isn't for me. So I actually took a whole left turn and I went to Seneca College and I studied illustration and animation. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I've been working since then. Um, it's been a long post-secondary yeah. life, but I don't know, it's worth it, I'd say. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. it just takes a little bit longer to get where you want to be. Which is, yeah, which is all part of it. And you've learned so much all along the way, right? Like all these different experiences help you with not only like your style, but just, you know, just your, your art in general, I guess. Yeah, well, like, I think if I would have just went right into animation, I, I probably I wouldn't be as passionate about it, not knowing yeah. like the stuff I didn't want to do. You know, yeah. I think that's just as valuable as knowing what you want to do because sure. you know the grass is always greener kind of thing no for sure you know? even when it comes to like jobs and stuff like if you do like a horrible part-time job like i've worked some pretty you know just not fun just not enjoyable yeah. just like horrible environment uh you know part-time work you know when i was a kid and it's just like you know that you never want to do that. <laughs> so well, it's true. It's like when I was in animation school and even when I work at studios, you can tell the people that have only worked in this industry yeah. and, and they complain. They're like, Oh, I don't want to draw. Like you're drawing for a living. Like, yeah. it, it could be so much. You could be, you know, selling dope, like, you know, making coffees for someone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like I think it's important to have those experiences so you can appreciate. No, good. it's so true. And I can definitely see that. Like they're, they're so used to like the environment, like, Oh, we only have three different types of K cups. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, it's crazy. People get comfortable. Right. But if you've had those like shitty experiences um, in part-time work, um, I don't know. It just helps you grow and sort of understand what you don't like. Um, yeah. And, and, the, of, and the people that have had those experiences when, when they actually find the career that they want, yeah, they don't, they don't want to do those shitty jobs ever. So yeah. they try so much harder. They hustle because they know what it's like on exactly. the other side. Yeah. Have you? Uh, what was the worst job that you've ever worked? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's uh, like I, I've worked in restaurants. I worked in you know Chrysler at the car plant. The, mm-hmm. That was probably the worst intent in terms of like physical demand. Okay. It's just eight hours of repetition. Yeah. But again, like. I don't regret these experiences. For you know? sure. Yeah. It helps. You I, like, yeah. I think everyone has to do customer service at some point in their life. And they yeah. just realize that, you know, as Tom Segura says, some yeah. people suck, you know, yeah. it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I, think, I think that's important to learn. No, and, no, it's yeah. so true. No. And, and I totally agree with that. Like, even if it doesn't like, even if it's just like, you know, still an okay job, like there's parts of jobs that aren't fun, you know, like, yeah. I hated, um, I did not enjoy being a buggy boy. I was a buggy boy for, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, especially when it came to the, the weather, when it was bad outside, it's just like, this is the worst job of all time. <laughs> yeah. Pushing them on ice. And then, and then also like when you get older, you, when you see people doing those jobs, like kids in high school, yeah, you, you have a little bit more respect for them. Of course. Yeah. I always put there. my cart back. I always put my cart back. Yeah. And that makes me a good person. <laughs> yeah. I try not to, I don't kick them over as much. Anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. Um, so in terms of animation, what do you do in animation? What does that even mean for people that don't know? Well, a lot of people think that, that 
people in animation, like they're just the people that draw like the frame to frame drawings, but mm-hmm. it's not that simple. Like, there's the people that draw just the characters. Mm-hmm. There's the people that draw the storyboards, which is like a rough of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. There's the people that draw like just the backgrounds behind the characters, and that's just drawing. And there's the people that do the coloring, mm-hmm. people that do the effects. So what I, I'm not really a person who likes to, to animate, like drawing frame to frame. That just, it's a lot of repetition. So I'm, yeah. I'm the guy that draws like and paints like the backgrounds. And I'll, I like to, de- I'm a designer. So that means I design, I can design props. If a chair needs to be designed for an episode. Yeah. Design, if a character needs to be designed, an environment. Every little thing you see on screen has been designed. It's not, especially movies like Pixar movies, DreamWorks movies. Everything, everything, like every little poster, everything. Every little chair is its own character. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tributes to the story. So when you look at that frame, you look at that scene, it's telling you something. It's telling you where to look, how to feel, what colors are thick. Nothing's taken for granted. Yeah. And once you realize that, you really start to appreciate animation a lot more. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. And it's interesting that you found something that you enjoy too. Um, Just because I think a lot of people just have a general idea about what animation is, what art is in general. And it's just like, oh, you do everything. But, you know, it's segmented just like any other job. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole team. It's a whole pipeline. And yeah. if, you can't, if you can't get along with other people, like, there's no way you're, I mean, you can do it. There are people that do everything, but it takes years. Like, yeah. for an episode of, like, like I worked on Rick and Morty, it, it, it would take, like, almost a year for an episode to get done. Yeah. And that's with a team of, like, 50, 60 people. Yeah. You know? Which is, which is amazing. How does it feel to have your name on the end credits of Rick and Morty? How cool is that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, it's the first time I saw it, I'm like, whoa, like, I'm famous. Yeah, yeah. You know? But then, like, I, because I've seen, like, when, you know, working on the show, you see animatics. You see versions of the episode mm-hmm. that aren't done. Like, first you'll just see, like, rough picture-to-pictures with the, 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 the voice actors. And then you'll start to see like, okay, now there's animation. Now there's backgrounds. Now there's some effects. Yeah, yeah. You see like different phases of each episode. So when you actually see the final episode, it's not that glamorous. Yeah. Because you've seen it so many times. You've heard the dialogue so many times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's still cool. Like when you see it done, you're like, whoa. Like, yeah. This is how it's done. Like how it started, then how it finished, which is great. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, like, feels really good to to be up there and like look look what i did you know it's kind of validation like i know a lot of people a lot of like even probably with our family there's people that are when i told them i wanted to get into animation or art mm-hmm. it's like oh, you know everyone always has that starving artist stereotype of an artist yeah yeah you know, always like they're always concerned for you but like what you show them like the credits for something like this or even like how i'm gonna have my own children's book illustrated and my yeah. name's gonna be on that it's kind of validation it shows them like oh this is actually a career. This is yeah, yeah. Just because it's drawing doesn't mean it's not important. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it, it makes sense though. Um, in the recent season of Rick and Morty, I noticed some smudging on the backgrounds. Oh yeah. I don't know if that was your work or something that you know. Uh, I guess I sneezed on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, or you needed a coffee or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, what's your favorite episode of Rick and Morty? Uh, I, I like the. It wasn't even in the season I did. I like the interdimensional cable episodes. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, Just yeah. the clip shows. They're so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, door, like, the door one is good. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the new season, the one with the, the dragons. 
Oh yeah. And like have the orgy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that was so good. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so creative, but a lot of people are complaining that like it takes so long for episodes to be made, but yeah, I'd rather have really well thought out writing than have stuff that's pushed out. Like, for I mean, sure. the Sims, like the Simpsons is a good example. They just push out episodes every yeah. year and they're not terrible, but yeah, you know, they're not going to blow your mind anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially like shows like, you know, Rick and Morty, even though they don't, Po- you, they don't publish episodes all the time new episodes all the time like the qu- their quality so you actually rewatch them unlike maybe yeah. something like the simpsons where you're probably not going to rewatch episodes just on a loop you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know i think there's some like series like that where you can just rewatch it and it's like no problem it's still funny so yeah you're always finding new things that you never saw before yeah yeah like i i never saw the show before you know um you know, you really told me about it. I was just like, I've never seen it before. I've only heard good things about it. And then, you know, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I've been watching the new season. It's <laughs> great. Know. It's fantastic. And then watched- the new, new ones are coming out now. Yeah, right? on, on Sundays, I think it is. Yeah, so, so I, watched, I watched it this week. I, I worked on that last episode that came out. Okay. And, then, and then after that, that's when I left and went. I got my new job. So yeah, you won't see my name on the, the next episodes. Oh, okay. but, there, but there is that new show, uh, Solar Opposites. It just came out today. Oh, it's out? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a link so you can oh, watch it. Yeah, yeah. If you like Rick and Morty, you'll like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I saw the trailer. It looks great. So it's, it's funny. It's great. My a lot favorite... of people like it. Yeah. Like a, a lot of people are saying it's like better writing than, than Rick and Morty. So really? That's something to, to think Interesting. about. Interesting. You know? Interesting. Um, my favorite episode's probably... Pickle Rick and Citadel of Ricks. I enjoy that one too. Citadel of Ricks. Yeah, I, I enjoy that one. Um, but the new season is really good. I, I enjoy it. It's just, it's a great show. It's a great show. I love it. Um, what's your favorite task when it comes to like animation? Like, what do you enjoy about that? You know, you have a lot of like, obviously like brainstorming, drawing, all that sort of good stuff. What's your favorite task? Like, like job or? Yeah, just like ideation, like coming up with ideas, like, you know, maybe the first draft i don't know uh I, I like the painting part usually so okay like i'm an illustrator so in terms of animation i like to be the guy that like draws out what a scene could look like like a concept okay. art yeah so but the best part is like after the drawing after the ideas when you're just you're just painting well I, when i say painting i mean like digital painting yeah 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 when you just get to sit back and just you know pick colors and you know make everything work and in composition and harmony and all that which is yeah, it's, it's really relaxing but that, that's why i got into children's book because it's kind of it's very similar You're, yeah yeah so tell me yeah. about the children's book what, what was that about sort of how did you get involved with that like so when i um so when i was working at the studio I was actually kind of getting kind of bored with doing just like backgrounds on Rick and Morty. I mean, that's, I know that's like a mm-hmm. kind of snobby to say, Oh, you're getting bored of Rick and Morty. But you know, with any pipeline job in animation, like most of the jobs, it's not your own idea. You're, you're doing someone else's like Rick and Morty. Isn't my idea. Like I'm working on someone else's show. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So I feel like a lot of artists get to that point where they're just like, I want to do my own thing. I want, mm-hmm. I want people to recognize me for my style, for my ideas. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, maybe I'll get into children's books because it's, it's still drawing, still painting and people hire you because of the way you draw. Like if you look at like, like some of the famous children's book artists like Dan Santat or where are the wild things? Uh, 
Oh yeah. They, they're hired just because of the way they paint. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I want to do this. So I've always thought about doing it. So mm-hmm. what I did, I just, I got this book. Uh, it has like a listing of all the kind of publishers. And I, I literally just sat down a couple of nights and just emailed every single one of them, my portfolio. I'm just like, I, I'm a new children's book illustrator. I would, if you have any projects coming up, let me know. Yeah. I, I sent out like a hundred emails. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And I got, and luckily while I was working at the studio, um, one of them, one of the publishers actually, they had lost one of their illustrators. Okay. And they needed a new one to replace her like last minute. So they contacted me and I had, that's when I had emailed them. Awesome. And so they needed someone to do like a six month job in four months. Wow. And this is like my first book. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. I didn't know anything. Yeah. You might as well. Yeah. yeah I'm just like, yeah, like, like this is a great opportunity. And so, yeah, so the publisher was called uh, Familius, like okay. the Latin word for family, Familius. Cool. Where, whereabouts yeah. are they based? Is that? Uh, they're in the States. I can't remember okay. where. Okay. North America somewhere? I think, uh, I can't remember what it was in Utah or something. I can't remember. Okay. Probably look it up. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, it's, a, it's actually a, it's a Christmas book. It's called Santa.com. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of about what would happen if santa kind of modernized and became like an amazon okay yes so it, it's about how like the christmas spirit is lost and they need to kind of figure out their roots to save save christmas that's great i love it so with that project how did you sort of uh, come up with your ideas and stuff did they give you an idea about what they wanted for like did they give you like maybe the text first and like jot notes of like maybe their own ideas of what, what it might look like or did you just build it from the ground up based on their so course? so what happens with children's books uh when you're an illustrator uh usually a publisher will they'll pair you up with an author so okay. be like oh like okay so this author has this manuscript or like a story it's already yeah. the story's already written okay and they'll be like okay this this story this author would be really good with this illustrator with this illustrator style Mm-hmm. So they'll do that and they'll contact the illustrator and be like, okay, would you like to re- read the manuscript? Tell us what you think. And if you want to give it a go, we'll, you know, we'll negotiate and all that. Yeah. So that's what happened with me. And so they gave me the manuscript. I actually had to pitch them a spread. Like I had to do an illustration of what I kind of like a rough illustration of what it could look like one of the pages. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and they're just like, Oh, this is great. And then, so then at that point I read after they hired me, you kind of, you read the script over, I read it over a bunch of times. I'm just like, okay, who are the main characters? What are the settings? And then I'm like, okay, so these are the things that need to be designed. So I just, I started designing all the characters, what they would look mm-hmm. like. And then you send them to the, the art director and then you get revisions and, you know, saying his nose is too big or yeah. maybe the colors are too saturated on this character. Yeah. But so yeah, so that's first you do the, what I, well, this is what I did. At least. Yeah. The characters first. And then, and then after that, after the character's all approved, I go in and actually do a rough pass of what the entire book will look like, just line drawings. It's just like really rough, like for okay. all the compositions. And that, that'd be like equivalent to like a storyboard and animation. Okay. So, so it's just like a rough, so you can like flip through and you can see what all the pages will look like. Like just where everything, where the text is going to be placed, where all the characters are going to be placed. Okay. So then you send that in and once that's approved... Um, then you start doing yeah, the colors and then but again, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of revisions. Like mm-hmm. when you're sending 
stuff to the publisher. They're, well, for this publisher at least, they're they're giving it to like a team. Like a team's looking and being like, okay, we need more diversity in the character skin color. Like this is a big. Like, these oh are, really? Wow. Yeah, these are huge things. Because if if it comes off as like racist or sexist or something yeah. or it, whatever's going on in our culture, if it doesn't line up, people aren't going to yeah. want to buy the book, right? Yeah. So they they carefully look like okay, is, which which color this year? is popular like is purple the color people like or gravitating towards really wow that's crazy there's a whole marketing team that looks at this wow. and it, it's, it's kind of frustrating as an artist because they'll send back their feedback on things that like i've thought about yeah they, they just kind of overlooked and they're just like no no this is bad yeah change, yeah. This, change this where i spent like nights like pouring over yeah designs but again at the end of the day it's it's my drawings it's my illustrations you mm-hmm. know it's my style, which is amazing, you know. In the animation industry, if you want to have your own voice and style out there, like if you want your own Toy Story out, it's yeah. going to take like 8, 10, 15 years before you can be a director or yeah. a writer for a film. So I see children's books as kind of like a, a backdoor into, you know, just showing your own voice to the world. Yeah, and being creative in your own way. That's that's great. I love it. Yeah. So once you have like that, the line draft um, of the pages and stuff like that, you get the feedback, and then from there you just build out the pages, like add the colors, yeah. add the so, characters. Yeah. So uh, I'll do a rough pass of the whole thing, and then I'll once those are approved, I'll go in and do. I'll start just doing clean. I, I might even just go straight to color. Okay. I'll, I'll send them like okay, this. I'll send like a complete color, and then they'll give me revisions on that. Great. And I'll do all of them. Like we had to do that for like the cover page, the title pages, the end pages, every, every single thing, every illustration is it's usually done by one person. Wow. Which is crazy. Cause like the amount of work that goes into the illustrations versus the writing. Yeah. Like it's a lot more, but when you, when you go to like a book signing, who are mm-hmm. people looking for? No, it's true. They're looking for the author, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's the illustrator's doing a lot of the lifting, and the author's the one that gets the praise usually. Yeah, you, you know. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can't even name an illustrator for right. Uh, can't book. even yeah. name one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, can't name one. But it's so true though, because when it comes to like the overall just appearance of the book, the the art is what really matters, especially for children's books. Um, yeah, because you know they they're just learning whatever language the children's book is in, so they're not gonna be focusing on the words. It's more on the drawings. Are they engaging? All that sort of stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the shapes, the colors, all that. Yeah, yeah. that's what draws their attention. Yeah, the the story is important too. But when you're young, you're not thinking about that as much. You're thinking about pretty pictures. You know? Yeah. No. No. For sure. Um, you said something earlier, which was very interesting, um, about sort of the studio life. Um, and you said that you wanted to sort of be creative, do your own style, all that sort of stuff, which is why you sort of tried the, the children's book. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize, especially when it comes to not even just like art in general, but just a lot of different industries. When you like work for a company, you know, you have to do things based on the company's guidelines, based on their style because especially for things like you know rick and morty you can't use your own artistic style for those characters because the characters have yeah. to be the same for each frame so i thought that was very interesting yeah like if, if you want to get into the animation industry like get used to drawing other people's style like mm-hmm. when you get hired for a show say you're working on the simpsons you're gonna have to look at like a style guide like they show you like this is how eyes are drawn this is how fingers are drawn yeah 
you know, like sometimes this line needs to be tapered or it needs to be cut up, needs to be thick here. Yeah. You know, this is how shadows are done with this type of character. Like if, if you, if you're going to the animation industry because you like drawing your characters, like you're not going to be doing that for a long time. Like for sure, especially for your portfolio, like have a diversity of style, show that you can draw whatever is needed for the show. Yeah. Because they're not going to be like, oh, let's hire this guy because he can draw Batman this way. No, no, you got to draw Batman the way that people draw Batman. That they draw um, Batman. Yeah, you know? which, is, which is very interesting. I don't think a lot of people um, realize that, you know, and it just goes down to consistency of the show. You can't have different styles of Batman on, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's not a terrible thing. Like, like drawing other people's stuff is like drawing Spider-Man. Like that, that's cool. A lot of people like, yeah. like that's what fan art is. People yeah. love drawing other people's stuff. Yeah, you know, like there's the comic book artists. Like I was talking to my brother about this. Time. A lot of comic book artists, they, they're like they're kind of crazy. Like they're just drawing Batman like hundreds of times. Yeah, they didn't true. even invent Batman. Yeah, draw him over and over and over again, and have enough will to do that. Like, yeah, it's it takes a certain type of person to be able to do that. Yeah, but but I get why you know like that could be great for some people. Even it's just fun in general but also having the other outlet of doing your own thing as well is um beneficial yeah yeah like it's it's why it's really important when you're working at the studio not to take things too personally because at the end of the day it's not your story usually yeah. so don't get mad if you're not drawing the way that they want you to they yeah. just want they're thinking about the show as a whole they're not thinking about your feelings per se i mean it, it sounds bad but yeah it's true they just there's it's a team effort so yeah you know, and do your part and you get to be in the credits and on a cool you can yeah. be in zootopia too or whatever like that, that's cool right for sure and it's important you know for any field not even just like creative fields but just to be able to accept feedback um and not take it personal yeah having having thick skin is like one of the most important traits i'd say in, it, in working as an artist studio or not like you're always gonna have someone giving you feedback and yeah and if you can the people that grow the fastest are the ones that can adapt to that feedback and grow from it. Yeah. Not take a personal, actually improve their stuff based on that feedback. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, for new artists, people that maybe are in high school, maybe even in elementary school, let's say, if they're looking to get into art, what sort of recommendations, tips would you give to them? Um, if they're looking to get into art or animation, any of those creative fields? I mean, like, with with anything like be really specific be like okay you want to be a storyboard artist you want to be a, a fine artist like make sure you actually have a specific path because then you can actually start making goals that line up with that path yeah. but like in general like to, like every artist needs to know the basic things they need to know like anatomy perspective composition color theory all that stuff like mm -hmm. i'd say one of the most important things i've i've done like even in the most recent years is I go to life drawing, which is like going to a studio and yeah. drawing a model. Cause in every animation, every comic book, there's going to be people. Like, you can't escape people. We're people. We like looking at people. Yeah. So therefore you got to learn how to draw people. Right. Yeah. And then another important thing I, I do is uh, I'll paint like from life. I'll paint like outside, paint, draw landscapes, draw interiors, whatever. Make, Cause the more of a visual library you can build in your head, if you know how to draw a chair from your head because you've been drawing chairs so many times, yeah. you won't have to pull up references for drawing chairs. You just, you know it, right? Yeah. yeah. So just constantly be drawing. I mean, 
I know it's like like when I was starting out as an artist, I I didn't like animation or I didn't like anatomy. I didn't like drawing people, bones and muscles. Yeah, and I kind of forced myself to do it. I don't know if that's the best path. I'd say as an artist, draw what you like drawing. If you yeah. if you like drawing like unicorns, draw unicorns because eventually you're gonna get really good at it, and then you're gonna get bored of drawing unicorns, and then you're gonna draw something else. Yeah, and you're gonna get into something else. Just kind of let let that let it flow kind of let yeah. yourself grow into the because i kind of like i would draw like i don't know like guitars or whatever a whole bunch of times and i got bored of it i'm like okay what else can i draw and then i started drawing something else that i like drawing then eventually it kind of fell into drawing people and i thought now i like drawing people because it just naturally happened yeah but i'd say like you know the 10 ten thousand hour thing just just keep drawing keep doing it yeah because like, at the end of the day also you want to get hired for drawing and painting the stuff that you like drawing. Yeah. So if your portfolio has a bunch of elephants and you don't like drawing elephants, guess what? The art director is going to hire you because they can see that you can draw elephants. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Because they don't they don't know what you can draw until they see it. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not they're not going to guess and be like, oh, this guy can draw all this stuff, so he must be able to draw cars. But if you don't have cars in there, then why would they hire you to draw cars? Right? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. So like, do the art that you like, but also you know those fundamentals classes like when you're in art school they teach you the elements and color, uh, elements and principles of design remember all that yeah yeah try to take that seriously because it, it's it's like so useful yeah yeah which yeah. makes sense so you do a lot of drawing on the side so is there anything else that you do on like a regular basis so you do the life drawing you do the painting um i know you always used to do the painting um, well i used to when we could yeah you know. We could yeah. see people. We could leave the house. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, is there anything else that you do? Do you do like just a lot of digital stuff? Mostly um, digital stuff. Well, besides like traditional painting and drawing, I uh, I, I take courses online whenever I can. Okay. Um, like a few great websites for like concept art and, and stuff like that are like uh, CGMA, the okay computer graphics computer I don't know, something academy. Like they have okay. a really good courses for 2d 3d all that stuff okay. there's a, a, cool. a site called schoolism i took a lot of courses on there and then for illustration there's one called sps learn society of visual storytelling very and cool i just i just took all the courses i could and when you do these courses do the assignments don't yeah. just watch them like especially yeah. as an artist like if you just watch them and then be like oh yeah i know how to do this now no you have to be able to apply it for sure take it seriously yeah. Pretend like the assignments are like from a client, you know, or you're getting marked on it. Take it like seriously. Yeah. No, being able to finish something is, is way more important than being able to finish something correct. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that makes sense. I think a lot of people like make that mistake, especially when it comes to online courses or just certifications. They just want to get the certification and they don't yeah. really actually do the work that they're asking yeah like when i was in in like illustration and animation school like i think a lot of people are under the impression that once you have that degree that piece of paper you're just going to get hired yeah and especially in art that's not how it works at all a degree means nothing like like, everyone says this and no one ever believes it high school kids they never believe it when people tell them that i didn't believe it either but you get that certificate when you're done and you don't have a portfolio Mm -hmm. you can't draw you're not going to get hired for sure. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even finish animation school. I didn't finish illustration school, but I had a good portfolio. Yeah. I focused on, I picked a path and I'm like, okay, I want to do 
concept art or whatever. And I made a portfolio that caters to that and I got a job. Yeah. So, yeah, it comes down to, have you been practicing? Have you been putting in the work really? Yeah. It's, it's a labor of love art, especially like it's, it's not an overnight thing you know? for all those, for all those paintings and drawings that you see that are amazing. Those Pixar films, there's like 10,000 more that are just garbage drawings that you never see, you know? Yeah. For sure. You see those like art of books, those concept art books with all these pretty drawings. Mm-hmm. That's not even half of what is is produced. Like there's so much garbage for sure. that comes out before they can get those that perfect like Nemo character or you know, oh, yeah. or you know, Mike from Monsters Inc. Like, yeah. There's so many just terrible drawings that you don't oh, see sure. it. Right? For sure. So you, have to, you have to love it. You have to love that process. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know, you, you have it in any field, but like sometimes you'll see, I see it sometimes is that some people try to sell art and they're just literally just starting out. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, why are you trying to sell this? <laughs> that, that stuff, that stuff uh, kind of triggers me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, it, it's good. It's good to have confidence and, but you also need to kind of be humble and, and know when you're not there. Like, you know, like, these are like sure. cliche things like compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. Not, not to someone else right yeah but it's also when you're where you're starting you should also have idols have like a bunch of artists that of you to draw like because if you don't look at anyone you're just going to keep drawing like yourself yeah yeah like but definitely yeah compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not yeah. who someone else is today right that's the thing yeah and be realistic put in the work you know what i mean like you can't just start drawing and then say hey i'm gonna start selling art this is like my side hustle it's just like that's not how it works <laughs> yeah yeah i mean even like when i was in like like recently when i was working at the studio and i was like yeah i'll just do children's books on the side because why not right yeah no you like you gotta go like all in on that too like because mm-hmm. there's people that just do that yeah. and don't do a studio like i gotta compete with those people so for sure. Whatever you do, don't t- take it seriously. Like, yeah. If it's drawing, if it's whatever, working at Cinnabon, take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. Kill it, you know? <laughs> I do Especially agree with you. Especially if you want to, like, you know, grow and make it a career. Like, no, give it the sure. respect it deserves. No, for sure. Um, when it comes to your creative process, is there anything that you do, like, before drawing? Do you, like, just jot down ideas on a piece of paper? What does it look like? Uh, okay, well, so when I, I'm usually coming up with like, say, like an illustration, like mm-hmm. a story moment or whatever, I'll like, for a few days, at least, I'll be, I'll be thinking about the idea. I'll tell like my friends or my, my girlfriend, I'll tell them the idea mm-hmm. and kind of get some ideas. I'll make lists of like ideas. So like, say, say the idea is like carnival. So I'll write that down and then I'll be like, okay, what's at a carnival? Uh, yeah, clowns, rides, cotton candy. I'll just keep making a list, making a list of every little thing. Okay, and like, what's the story? What's the feeling? What's all of these things? What's, what's a clever spin on this? What's a, a way that's never, this idea has never been told before? Yeah. Because with, with, especially with illustrations, it's not about the technique usually. It's not if you can make it look super rendered or realistic. It's about the idea, the concept. Mm-hmm. Like, like remember that show we used to watch like sticking around oh yeah scradley it's, it's yeah scradley yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just like stick people right yeah and we still watched it it was like terrible animation like terrible yeah. just it looked like a, a kid drew it but 
the concept behind that show, the, the stories, the characters, those are what were what made it interesting. Yeah. It's, it's not it being pretty. Like, say a movie like, even like, I don't know, Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be pretty like that. It could just be a normal 2D show or whatever. Like, yeah. super simple. The story is what makes it you know, sure. resonate with people. If it makes you feel something that, like, that you remember from your childhood or an experience, that, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, big part of my process is is the concept. Is before the even drawing starts, all that work. Yeah. Because if you sit down and just say I gave you an idea like hockey rink, mm-hmm. you're gonna draw the most cliche version of the hockey rink right away. Like you're gonna draw that that rectangular shape with the boards, and that that's gonna be your. If you go with that idea right away, yeah, people aren't gonna want to look at it. They've seen that before, right? For sure. So like literally, take the time do thumbnails like i was gonna yeah that's, that would be the next step start doing thumbnails draw a whole bunch, bunch of versions of what this composition which what this idea could look like mm-hmm. do 30 40 50 100 yeah. and eventually you're going to stumble upon something that maybe hasn't been done before that's cool yeah you know i like that um for uh for like say your inspiration and stuff is there any maybe any artists or maybe any like just people in general that you sort of look up to uh, when it comes to say motivation in the creative field? Um, I mean, I could, I could tell you like some, I guess, podcasts that are yeah. some art podcasts. Um, well, there's just one artist named Marco Bucci. He, uh, he lives in Toronto. Oh, he lived in Toronto. I don't know if he still lives there. Okay. And he's a, he's a concept artist. He used to work at studios too. So, and he actually does children's books too. So cool. kind of a similar career path, but he, he has a bunch of uh, videos on like, teaching color and theory and composition character, all that stuff. Cool. And just the way he, the way he breaks it down and teaches is just, I can't compare it to any teacher I've ever had. It's, it's amazing. That's good. And then there's, uh, there's this other podcast called the uh, Society of Visual Storytelling. They have a podcast too, and there's like three children's book illustrators that run that. That's cool. And yeah, they'll they'll, they'll do critiques and talk about the industry. But again, like whatever you're into, like you're gonna start to find your heroes. Yeah. And just like kind of look at like what their career path was. Look at their art. Like how do they draw feet? How do they draw? You know, just imitate them. You know, when yeah. you're starting out, just imitate, copy, copy, copy. Yeah. You know, and then eventually you're going to start to combine all these different styles and it, that's going to become your own style. But that takes a long time. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. But that's, uh, that's all part of it. Um, I, was, I was reading an article today actually talking about sort of this AI program that runs a bunch of tests and algorithms to create its own music so it'll take a bunch of like snippets from uh jay-z or whatever like thousands yeah and then, then it will start like actually producing music like jay-z which is pretty crazy <laughs> that's so, great yeah i don't know i should send it to you it's actually pretty nuts um book of the week uh every single podcast i do a book recommendation do you have any book recommendations um like one of the best books I've read is the, what's it called? Uh, there's the Dale Carnegie book. Your, your dad's talked about it. The how, oh, to, yeah. how, to, called, how to win friends. friends and influence people. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that book influence. Yeah. These are just really good books for just not manipulating people, but negotiating with people and communicating for sure. properly with clients or having an interview. 
Yeah. That's really important. Um, books about like cognitive biases are really good to just for understanding how people think. I find. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, I know it's just a personal thing. I'm into like, I like evolutionary psychology and stuff. It's, I find it really interesting. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Like, I, I, I get into sort of streams of books and then I'll start just reading yeah, yeah. Um, I recently, I, I think you would enjoy it. It's, it's a book called Caffeine. I think you would enjoy it just because you're a coffee drinker. Um, you, should, you should read it. It's uh, great. I, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally drinking coffee. Um, it's called Caffeine. It's actually yeah. really interesting. It talks about the history of coffee and why people are so addictive. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. it's not long. Um, I listened to the audiobook. It was good. I do recommend oh. that. Oh, there's one book actually for artists specifically. Uh, it's called The War of Art. For sure. Is that that. Stephen Pressfield, I think it is. He, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's all just about resistance and getting over obstacles. And I think a lot of people who start out in art or any field that requires the 10,000 hours, I'd say. For sure. Should definitely check that out because we, we make up so many excuses in life for doing things that we should just really it really puts you into perspective. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's so true. Um, awesome. Do you have any app recommendations? Do you use any apps on a regular basis that sort of make your life better? Uh, I don't know. I don't really use my phone that much. Uh, the only app I really use is like, uh, what's it called? Not Flux. Flux is the computer version. Uh, it's called Twilight. And oh. that's just to, to, to make, turn off the, the blues in your phone at night. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah, no. But, but yeah, I don't really use my phone that much. Like yeah, I, don't yeah. have a, I don't have a Fitbit or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, <laughs> you, you communicate through Google Hangout, which is the only person I've ever <laughs> talked through. With I know, it's just, it's just very interesting because you're not like active, like Leon social media and stuff. Um, yeah, and I should be like, again, that's another thing artists should really think about because yeah. having a following, if, if an art director or whatever publisher sees that, you have a big fan base, they yeah. might be more likely to hire you because like, oh, this sure. person already has thousands of fans. Yeah. So this person might, th- those fans might buy this person's book. For you know? sure, yeah. You know, or like if you're getting hired at a studio, you're like, oh, a bunch of people like this person's style. Okay, then they must like it enough that we could use it for a film. Yeah. TV show. There's already a fan base built in there. Of course. Um, like it's like a really good marketing tool. No, no, for sure. And it makes sense. Like if they put out one tweet, say, Hey, I'm working on this book or whatever, or show, like it's just more pub- publicity, free publicity. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just free marketing for the, yeah. the firms, which is, it's great. Why not use that? Right? Yeah. Um, you should join TikTok. There is a huge artist community. If you're ever looking for like, I don't know, something to consider, like it's actually kind of crazy. Like there's, uh, I follow a bunch of artists, like graffiti artists and stuff that do these, and just like painters and stuff that do yeah. these crazy paintings and then they flip it around. It's very interesting. So check Is it out. Is that the one with the, the videos? Or? Yeah, it's like, it's like Vine 2.0, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, like before everybody was just like, oh, this is like the millennial platform, like it's just children on it. No, it's like, <laughs> that's what it started up because uh, it was originally something called Musical.ly and then yeah. it was bought and then sort of transformed into this very interesting platform so i do recommend it it's cool people make like six second videos of just them painting and it's interesting i don't know oh that's interesting yeah Yeah, actually people i find especially with like social media sites like or apps like instagram people are way into process yeah 
they like to see because i think it makes them feel like oh this is possible like this per, this artist didn't just make this masterpiece out of nothing they For went sure. through all those steps all those failures too there's just something about that people love like art art of books they love seeing yeah YouTube tutorials tutorials the, of like how it's done how it's made the behind the scenes people yeah. enjoy it that's very cool um I think that's it for today, to be honest. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, Any pressing topics in your, in your head? No. I mean, if you want to uh, check out the book, the book that's coming out uh, yeah. is actually coming out in September. The book that I illustrated, it's called Santa.com. Great. You can pre-order it, pre-order it on Amazon. Great. And just, yeah, just type in my name and you'll see it. Um, awesome. And then what's your website? It's just my name, RileyGarcia.com. Great. And then you have or Riley with a Y with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. Two Y's. Um, and then you have Instagram. Yeah. And my Instagram is just my name, Riley Garcia. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on. I think that's oh, it thanks. for today. Um, the last thing that we do on every single episode is a question of the day. It's a question that you can ask the audience. They can ponder it for the rest of their life or for the next hour. Um, whatever they choose. Um, so it could be anything. Uh, yesterday's question was, would you be willing to, this was with a professional soccer player. He said, would you be willing to live half of your dream for more money, which is like basically be a substitute soccer player, like the people that are on the bench or live your entire dream for less money? That was an interesting question. So whatever you think. That's a toughie. <laughs> Could be anything. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> What's your favorite color? A good one. So you want, you want me to ask the question now? <laughs> you, you asked the question, yeah. Uh, it just, I, don't, I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know. got nothing? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, how dare you? That's my question. Okay. How dare you? That's perfect. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I love it. Uh, okay. I think that's it for today. Thank you for coming on, Riley. It's been, we've been meaning to do this. Uh, yes. You know, I miss you so much. Yeah. On the other side of Canada. <laughs> I'll have to come visit VC soon. Um, yeah, thanks so, thanks so much for having me. And uh, once this this epidemic or zombie pandemic, yeah, up, yeah, uh, yeah, me and me and uh, my girlfriend, we're definitely going to come out to uh, Toronto. We're, we're planning on it. So perfect, sweet. Well, we'll come, we'll come see you. And yeah, yeah, family and all that. Yeah, and then I will have to come out to BC because you know that's where it's at. That's uh yeah, the Kubi. Yeah, yeah, that's the Kubi. <laughs> I love it. All right, man. Um. That is it for today. Thank you everybody for watching and until next time, we'll see y'all later. Peace awesome. out.